welcome to Deep Dive, a new concept for us where we'll be exploring and discussing people and topics, sharing some opinions and having a laugh. Uh, and for that, we've brought our good friend of the show, business partner, T. Martin. Welcome. Hello. Thank you. How are you guys? Nice to see you, Tammy. Uh, I'm excited for today because we're, we're diving deep, aren't we? Who are, yeah. we? who are we talking to, Rob? Hey, today we're chatting talking about to, Bill Gates. About. Oof, I one wouldn't of the, talk original, to. One of the original godfathers of big tech. Mm. He's the godfather, isn't he? He's the he's the pimp mm. daddy, isn't he? Sugar daddy. Well, I'll give you Oof. a hot tip. He's been a he's 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 made a couple of appearances on our snacks pods the last little bit, and he's been in the news. His his ugly head's been popping up across uh, <laughs> across a lot of different news publications, talking about some interesting facts that people would not have expected from uh, Big Bad Bill Gates. Perfection. He was like the view of perfection in people's minds, and they're like, "Oh wow, this guy is uh, what a, what an amazing philanthropic." Genius. Right, he wore jeans and runners. He can't be that. Sneens. He's, he's all the sneens. Oh, there's so, there's something wrong. There's early signs. Big Dad, you can't trust the sneenies. You can't. <laughs> well, this is one of the things that we're, there's a few things going on here, but uh, there's one of the things that we can talk about is the the Bill Bill and Melinda Gates philanthropy. So their, their foundation, they've they've raised a lot of money. They do a lot of work for uh, global health crises and issues across the world, but with everything that's going on now and his ties and his links to links to people like Jeffrey Epstein, um, which is just fucking blows my mind. I can't still, mm. he's hanging out with Epstein after Epstein had been convicted of uh, soliciting a minor, which was like a, he got off easy. He was, he was touching up little kids and that since then he was hanging out with him to try and rehabilitate Jeffrey Epstein's profile. Mm. Mm. You can't, you can't rehabilitate mm. a, a kitty fiddler. Can you? Oh, oh, it's just, it's no. a dangerous move by the richest man in the world. I just, he's fucking, he's crazy, isn't he? Sounds like he's got a few, yeah. few screws. Yeah. Loose. But there's a few screws uh, tied as well because he's one of the smartest men on, in the world, isn't he? Really? Well, Tam, you were saying before, when did he write his first, your, your, your stat? What was your stat? <laughs> well, he was 13 when he wrote his first uh, software program and that was in the 70s. So, um, you know, if you think about, I wasn't born then, so I don't really know what was going on in the 70s in terms of, uh, you know, technology back then was more based around, well, in my mind, around kind of, you know, a vacuum cleaner or a thing that was invented in the 50s. Were but, you, you know, like... then? How old were you in the 70s? Oh, get <laughs> out of it, you dickhead. <laughs> Shut up, baby man. <laughs> hey, Ross, Ross Simons was doing old tech back in the 70s, writing in books and shit, keeping it old school. Yeah, dirty, isn't it? Well, it's funny because I've got a bit of a timeline of events here. So Microsoft was founded in 1975. Mm. Uh, the, IBM introduced its personal computer with Microsoft's 16-bit operating system in 1981. Oh, then he must uh, have been. If he was 13. Sorry. Okay, I was trying to do the math. <laughs> yeah, keep going. And we talk about some of the things that people uh, were very, very familiar with, like Windows operating system. The first Windows operating system was announced in 19. 19- 83. Oh no, MS DOS was 1981, but Win- Microsoft Windows was 1983. So I just, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess the topic that we're going to t- talk about is there's been a lot of other things that come out where these stories break about people who are like such high profiles. They've got, um, they've been consistent in people's lives and in the tabloids for decades, not just like a year mm. or two. They're not flashing the pan. These people have people that have helped shape culture, helped shape the way that the world works. Like other people that come to mind, people like Michael Jackson. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's, people love Michael. It's so fucking. Does 
all this stuff that's coming out with his ties to Epstein and mm. um, potential se- sexual complaints from staffers and all these allegations tarnish and rewrite the fabric of society. Mm. Discuss. Discuss. Well, for me personally, absolutely. Like these are people that, like you said, mold and shape uh, the world and, and drive culture in a lot of ways. And it's in particular with, technology and where the world's going um and to hear that you know they they've they're being pulled into these like absolutely disgusting um you know disgusting things and acts and and allegations like yes it does tarnish in my mind lock rob what do you guys reckon i think the same thing it does it does and it's i think he's probably the first one well, he's done so much philanthropy work, like you're saying, he, all the world crisis and all that sort of stuff. Is he the first sort of big profile who's done that sort of stuff um, along with all the rumours and allegations and shit? Like, how are they going to... Mm. He's kind of like the the, the the guinea... Not the guinea pig, but the first one, isn't it? Like, how people are going to react and, and what the ramifications are from the allegations and stuff. So mm. I think this is a good one to just keep an eye on to see what mm. society thinks and how it all sort of plays out because... I don't know if there's ever been anyone before him, like to this level, you know? Well, mm. the other one is, is, is the, the article I got one from New York times, Jeffrey Epstein's charity, an image boost built on deception, losing tax exempt status, uh, freed his foundation from disclosure requirements, allowing Mr. Epstein to exaggerate his giving like a wildly overstated Wikipedia entry. So it's not like there's, he had the, uh, the organization Jeffrey Epstein's foundation for all the, for all the world, like a charitable powers on its websites and press releases foundation was described as a patron of hospitals, universities, film festivals run by a global philanthropist. So let's not forget that Jeffrey Epstein called himself a global philanthropist, mm. you know, yeah. and but did he the have organization known by various names, but usually called J Epstein Virgin islands foundation. Well, <laughs> oh, um, wasn't an officially a charity for much of his existence, having lost its tax exempt status in 2008 but it worked to his advantage, helping improve the reputation of Mr. Epstein, a convicted sex offender. So he, he, um, he launched this foundation of philanthropy off the back of after he got convicted. Oh, I, it just makes the me same so time, angry. At, at the same time as Bill Gates is helping him refurbish his image. And this is what pisses me off. It's like people trying to do like, be like that, that it's like they are using their money and giving that away and creating these profiles and these charities. So they can get away with this shit in the background that they're doing. And, you know, you discover like, oh my gosh, there's like this agenda. And I think that's what pisses me off so much. It's like these, these people with all this power and all this money and they're, they're, you know, coming out and being like, Hey, we've got, you know, all this money we're donating and all this good stuff. But then it, like they're, they're dogs. Like Mm. (laughs) that's that's harsh, but it's, but they're doing this disgusting stuff behind closed doors. I, and, yeah. yeah, I always look at that and you see the overly good, you see the overly, and you're like, hang on, that's sort of not natural. What are you, what are you hiding? You know what I mean? Like, oh. why are you doing this? So, so that you can hide behind all the dark, dark stuff that you've done. Does it make you Feel like it's the other side of your conscious, you know what I mean? Going, fuck, I must've done, I've got, must've done even badder shit, you know, on the other side of the scale, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Well, for example, they're saying here that Gates reportedly met Epstein in 2011 at his Manhattan townhouse. And they met several times between 2011 and 2013. Um, his lifestyle is very different and kind of intriguing, although it would not work for me. Mr. Gates emailed colleagues in 2011 after he first met Epstein. Um, 
The spokesman for Gates told the New York Times the two were introduced to discuss ideas related to philanthropy. Like, mm. I just feel the like it's not full. Yeah, the fact that they're saying that is like they're trying to dictate, all right, we're going to, people are going to find out that we're friends. How are we going to dictate the story, you know? In 2013, Gates also took a ride on Epstein's infamous Lolita Express private jet. Um, the, the New York Times reported <laughs> citing flight records. This was the, also the year where Mrs. Gates and Melinda Gates expressed her unease at her husband's friendship with Epstein after they had mm. dinner at, at, at his townhouse. So mm-hmm. he's, this is going back. So this, it's funny, like all this stuff comes out and Melinda, they've had that, that joint statement about their divorce and all that sort of stuff. But when you start unraveling it, she's, she was already looking at things back in 2019 when the story broke of their relationship between Epstein and, and, and Gates. And I don't give a fuck, people are going to say whatever they want, but are you still calling Epstein a philanthropist? Are we yeah. still calling Bill Gates a philanthropist or not? Yeah. Well, I just, what, what I think is interesting, I was speaking to a woman um, once who made a really good point. She was a psychologist and she talked about when people give and like talked about philanthropy. <laughs> philanthropy. And, yes, thanks. Um, I've said it about four times already. <laughs> um, but she was saying it's actually when when you're going to give away something to someone or you're giving money or you're donating, what frame of mind are you in? And are you actually doing it from a place of authenticity and care? Or are you doing it from a place of like, I feel like a bit crap about myself. So I need to give because it's going to make me feel better. So there's two things there. So you get these guys who come out with all of these allegations and these things that they've been doing. And you go, 100% they're they're giving all this stuff away because they're doing bad shit behind the scenes. Like, this is like leveling them out in their own mind. And that's, that's so disingenuous. And that's what makes me feel sick. So yeah, I feel like it's purely for their own selfish reasons that they're trying to do all this good. However, I think Melinda's, I mean, I don't know much about her, but I think she obviously, you know, she started the divorce kind of um, trajectory in back then in 2019, when she was like, you know, morally challenged about his relationship with Epstein. And so she said, yeah. You never know. Maybe they're both drinking from the fountain of eternal youth. Hey, look. Oh, mate. There's there's cups going oh, around, isn't there? Just, it's, it's making me sick a little bit. It makes <laughs> me sick. I want to talk yeah. about our earliest memories of using Windows computers. Tam, back in 1975 when Microsoft <laughs> launched. I um, wasn't born in the 70s, loser. <laughs> what, what was that really? Like, for me, it was like I had a Windows desktop in my room. I had... To, I had to play things did. like pinball. I would play things like SimCity. I had it, like playing MSN. So I'm thinking things like Windows 98, Windows 2000s, Windows XP. Um, spent a lot of time mucking yeah. around and playing on Windows computers. And like, yeah. how much time did you you guys both spend uh, on those sort of things? And what was the earliest memory? Oof. Go uh, lock. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. If I'm being completely honest, I'm trying to scratch back here, but... The first time the dial-up internet, like the dial-up computer sort of thing I was exposed to um, was at a friend's down the road. I won't disclose his name because, yeah, it was it was the first time we discovered uh, a porno. And we go bang, bang, bang. And we're going, oh, yeah, that's what the internet does. All right, sweet. So that was probably the earliest memory for me. I was probably about, I don't know, eight, something like that. <laughs> Watching porn. Watching a porno. I was like, you remember the, the dial-up? Yes, in ages, cool. yeah. That, that was uh, that was my first ever. I can't remember much else. You spent a bit of time on MSN. 
Oh yeah, M- MSN straight after school, fucking three o'clock. I'd be at oh. home nudging. Everyone would be just chatting. It's it was crazy. Yeah, actually, yeah. You used to use Chat Monkey and shit, didn't you? Chat roulette. I never did Chat Monkey. I was I liked MSN. What about hey. you? Pat? Uh oh man, my cousin, my oldest one of my old cousins had a like a computer and it was literally like in the basement at their house. And my sisters and and I would like bolt down there and be like, bags the computer. And we'd sit down there and it was like floppy disks with a joystick. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I'd play like deep impact and you'd insert the floppy disk and it would be like this 2D like DOS program. But I'm still not born in the seventies. You guys, anyone ever play Keen Space Invader? You ever play Keen? on it? Played Space Invader, but I don't know what's Keen. Is that the space? It's, it's, it's like he was like there's like seven of them. It was it was like a I'm reading here Commander Keen. That's what it was. That's what oh, his name was. Yes. Do and do you remember ones like the Great Guana Sisters or something? I and like or even Super Mario. Yeah, Super Mario. Yeah, that was that was Doom. A, Doom, a, Doom. You know yes, that guy. Doom. Doom was I good. Freaking love. So it, Bill man. Gates is behind all that, huh? No, he's not. We're going. We're going off track. But Commander and Keen, like it was. That was a Microsoft game, and he's. You, yeah. No, you go. I can't even play. You would have loved Commander Keen, lot. Yeah. Well, yeah. What did did Bill build games and shit? Well, yeah, the, yeah. They own the Xbox. <clears throat> Atari. Oh, yeah. So the also the Atari. Um. Well, the CEO of Atari was there's some game that they'd built or whatever and bill gates um like no one could clock it or whatever and but bill gates absolutely like clocked it over and over and over again because he sat there and observed and studied every single level and move and so so there was like basically one way to clock this whole game and he'd studied it from end to end layer after layer after layer and remembered it all off by heart and he like clocked it about six times in a row and not and none of the atari people could you would be feeling like you are like a god when you if you're if you're him like and you're able to do all this stuff and everyone's just all over you you'd be feeling superhuman when you as a person you got rules different rules for yourself yeah others because you're god well, that yeah, kind, well, that kind of money too, man. Yeah, like you've got everything. Like if you've got if you've got everything, what else is there? You know what I mean? That's where it gets weird. What's the most annoying thing they've built? You reckon for Microsoft? For me, it's Bing. You know Bing? Oh, the Bing Google sucks. Google yeah. alternative. You know, sometimes when you go onto a computer and it takes you to Bing rather than taking yes. you to Google, it yeah. like it's like your default search engine. Yeah, I don't like Bing. Oh, and oh, yeah, I don't like lackluster platform Bing. <laughs> yeah. Was that like Yahoo? <laughs> Yeah, no. well, kind of, isn't it? What was Yahoo? Yahoo's searching? Google, isn't it? No, I don't know. Bing is go on you Google Bing. Bing helps you turn information into action. It's literally just it's a search engine owned and operated by Microsoft. It was yes. it's their version. So it's like the Android Google's, version of an iPhone. It's their yeah. version of Google Search. And yeah. whenever you open a Windows computer, they try and default it as your search platform. Yeah, yeah. No thanks. No but no, it's annoying. To. Yeah, Bing sucks. Definitely. Um, fuck Bing. All right, moving on. <laughs> Last topic to talk about today is ethics in big tech. Uh, we're talking about some of these things here. We've, we've obviously, Bill Gates is under the Microsoft, uh, under the Microsoft, the microscope. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, he's under the microscope <laughs> for his actions at the moment. And we're talking about some of the ethics of other big players in big tech. So 
we're talking about they've been involved in our lives. They're helping shape the fabric of society. We've got other companies like Amazon who have got union strikers who have been underpaid while things like Amazon are taking their tips. You know what I mean? They're, oh, sorry, we forgot. We didn't realize we were taking the tips of our workers that should be going to their pot, millions of dollars of tips. You know what I mean? Facebook with Cambridge Analytica and the data breaches and them feeling like a bit like big brother and always watching and sucking people in. And then you got Elon Musk and Tesla who have got self-driving cars who have running off the road and, and people are dying. And I, I want to know governments have fucking no idea, right? You look at all the stuff we got on here and even here in Australia, they're so far behind. They're so slow. Mm. how these is it is the time done now where like over the last 10 years i feel like 10 15 years tech has been able to do whatever they want they've shaped mm. all these things people are coming a bit more aware of what how the, how they work and how things happen mm. is the time over now where they can just play and and i guess experiment and do what they want with with no ramifications yeah good call that's a good pickup i reckon mm. yeah like mm. now that people are going hang on you fucked the world here you fucked the world here and they're going hey no one was looking we was building shit trying stuff and it didn't work and we learned our lesson and you know we were one of the first pioneers in this space and you can get away with it you know what i mean they got away with it for ages who knows like mm. it's going to be interesting there's going to be different rules now for people coming in and wanting to build something similar of that stature you know if you can get it to that point i don't think it'll be the same as what it was i don't know what do you think, reckon tab yeah, I th I agree. I think they'll be, it, things will be start to become heavily heavily governed and stuff that you know there's so there's so much navigating through this you know the world of technology. But like people are uh, you know it's it's in part in part of everyone's lives now. Like internet banking is the way that we bank now. Whereas you know 15 years ago, probably my dad would have been like, Nah, I'm not trading my money over for a, a platform. Like no way, I'm going in physically into the bank. So now even, you know, people who kind of didn't imagine themselves being immersed in technology, it, now it is completely and utterly a part of everyone's day-to-day -day life and somewhat survival, even if you have people that decide I'm not going to be a part of it, but they still need to rely on, and the, there's tech and there's technology too. Like we've talked about this before, like don't forget technology is like the invention of stuff, like a bridge is technology, you know, um, all those sorts of different things like a coffee machine is technology like but then there's the digital world but that's becoming you know so, like we've got digital profiles and we're humans you know in the day-to-day -day, but everyone has their digital profile it's just the way that the world is heading and because of that now people are more aware and they're more conscious of their own data and their privacy they're becoming more aware of being hacked. They're becoming more, you know, the education around it is starting to evolve. And so therefore, the more of that that's going on, the more questions that are happening, the more rights people have. I think it's a good thing. Um, I wonder what it will do for, you know, it, the new stuff that's coming out, everything seems saturated. Everything is oversaturated. There's too many options and platforms and different, you know, competitors trying, competitors trying to do, different things with technology but it's all it's all this, it, basically we're just taking things that are happening around us in the real world and we're digitizing them all and it's i think yeah people are just becoming aware of that and people are going they're having they've got choices now they're not being forced to use one banking platform they're not you know mm. and well, it's an interesting people, thing yeah. that come out um over the last couple of weeks which was facebook versus apple mm. uh here's what you need to know about their new uh, privacy feud. 
An up, a coming update to Apple's iOS will let you know if an app wants to track you. Facebook isn't a fan. Privacy change coming to the software that powers Apple's po- popular iPhone has prompted a war of words in Silicon Valley. The iPhone maker is expected to roll out an update to its iOS 14 operating system next week. This is back in the end of April that prompts you to give apps permission to track their activity across the apps and the web. That change, which Apple calls app tracking transparency may seem small. Lots of apps already track our web activity through this, but Facebook, however, has been fuming about the change, which threatens the source of its $86 billion in, in annual revenue targeted ads. The social network has waged months long campaign against Apple running full paid at full page ads in national newspapers and testing pop-ups inside Facebook app to encourage users to accept its tracking. It also alleges alleged that Apple's changes are designed to help the iPhone makers own business rather than protect consumer privacy. Apple may say that they're doing this to, to help people, but the moves clearly track their competitive interests. Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg said in January, um, Apple, CEO Tim Cook says the change is rooted in the company's belief that users should have the choice over the data that is being collected about them and how it's used. So it's funny, like these things, it's like good versus evil. And mm. well, I think they're both doing good. And they, but, and that's where the, uh, that's where the uncertainty and where everyone, cause they both, they, everyone, like there are solid reasons for everything, you know what I mean? Mm. And it's how you spin it. And then they just leave it up to the public to decide, you know, like it's well, do you like yeah. seeing ads that you like. So, for example, do you yeah. like if people are going to extend you, if you're going to have to look at ads because that's what has to happen if you're going to use these platforms, do you prefer to you see ads that you're actually interested in? Of course, but I think what's interesting. So these, so these, these. Uh, when I was I was listening um, to um, a Facebook executive speak um, a few years ago, who literally I think you might have been there too, Rob, but. Um, it was really interesting hearing about the strategy and um, what they were doing in their marketing space there. And basically what he was saying is that they are pretty much um, tapping into people's vulnerabilities. And so they understand, and this is where I'm like, okay, I need to be really aware and I need to teach like my nieces and stuff and nephews who are growing up and becoming, you know, teenagers and stuff. Basically they understand what you like they understand your moments of vulnerability and they target you in those times because the machine learning makes you go okay so we know that robbie likes buying whiskey at 11 o'clock at night and that he buys a lot of it so let's absolutely pepper him with dan murphy's ads and in particular johnny walker gold or blue or black or whatever um at 11 o'clock at night because we know he's going to spend more money there and they kind of what they're doing is like they're getting in there and they're programming you. They understand when you're in a vulnerable state and when you buy what type of product at that particular time. And that's when they the machine learning like peppers you more so. Mm. And that's that is a design we don't choice, even though. know. That's a design choice. You know, that's that's the ethics of design. You know, like are, yeah. are they targeting vulnerable people? And I just think that we're lucky in the fact that we are we're aware but general population isn't yeah. aware of that shit. You know what I mean? They're like, fuck no. it, I'm watching my TV show. I'm going to flick on the thing. I'm going to scroll through Facebook, scroll through Instagram, watch TikTok, whatever. I'm just what else get- are you going to do? Just get get rid of out of society and not contribute. You know what I mean? It's almost too hard to just back away if everyone's on it. You know what I mean? Like you're the, you're the yeah. weirdo for not having it. So it's like, oh, because it tells me, it feeds me that sort of stuff when I'm vulnerable. Yeah. People are going to go, it's just a hard combo, isn't it? Like, but that that's fucked. There's a, Documentary on that actually ethical design or some shit. Mm. I need to remember mm, what it's it a is. It's on but... Netflix. It's yeah. on Netflix that talks mm. about. Yeah, it's it's really good. Oh, I'm gonna talk. It's like data and 
The Social Dilemma. That's the, the Social Dilemma. Yeah, social that's, dilemma. It, that's it. So if you haven't watched The Social Dilemma now on Netflix, and I know it came out a little while ago, but that is pretty much the. It's I reckon that's so that's a, such a good doco. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I tell you what, they're gonna have to do now. The Microsoft Dilemma, huh? Oh. Okay. So just, do, do people start boycotting their products if it turns out all these things and it keeps unraveling and gets worse and worse mm. has oh. he's not the ceo anymore he's out of the thing does does microsoft still continue even though he's attached to it or do they just cut him from the record books and just push on without him yeah it's hard that's to our know. final thing well final thoughts is microsoft doomed now that if, if things get worse for bill gates or do they survive without him I think share prices will be, you know, I think I think it will impact it in some way, shape, or form. But um, it does depend on how they respond to to it as well. Because, like you said, he is out of it. He's been out of it for a while. So, um, you know, it's yeah. I, I th- you know, Steve Jobs has passed away a long time ago, but he's still, you know, like people still kind of keep him as the like the mecca or whatever of of apple and then the god of apple so you know is this going to be a different spin on things where they're like this what the scumbag like i mean do people still people who loved michael jackson do you you know do you feel all of a sudden like you can't thrash the michael michael jackson records out now because it means that you support you know a sex offender hey you can't play it near schools i don't think well, that's that's what I mean, though. This is the kind of the dilemma that people will be facing. Is um, yeah. So what do you reckon? Oh, I think that I think it's gonna it'll obviously still keep kicking and stuff. It's so big and so huge. There's so many employees, mm. and there's a lot, probably a lot of people doing some good stuff there. You know, so it's like yeah, it's hard, and like it's probably just tainted his reputation more than anything. Like they're not like he didn't fuck computers and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> What do you reckon? They put a statue up in, in the office and everyone's going to walk past and slap him in the face per day when they, walk <laughs> oh. when they walk into the office. Sorry, have you slapped bills today? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but yeah. I, no slap, it, no entry. No slap, no entry. I don't know. I just think it's going to, obviously it's going to keep kicking on and stuff. It's just a, it's a story that they're going to have to tell all the time or they're going to have to just, it's shit for them, but mm. fuck, whatever, you know, the world moves on. Yeah, like fast forward like 50 years. Yeah. And what is the reputation of Microsoft and what are they doing? That'll be interesting mm. to know. What are your thoughts? Life. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I Rob. think that Microsoft will live without Bill, but they're going to have to do a lot of work to distance themselves. Yeah. I think that decoupling of their history because he is their history yeah. is going to be very, very difficult. Um, they're going to have to, their, their choice is going to be, if it gets worse for him, is they're going to have to cut him as, Hey, he started this company, but he doesn't represent us in one way, shape, or form anymore. Yeah. yeah. He's what he's done in the in the history, we don't we do not condone. We're wiping him from our history books. He's our founder, mm. but he's but fuck him. But, like that's that's the, gone, what they yeah. actually have to do. Yeah. yeah. In order to move forward. And totally. if, they, if, they, if it's somewhere blurred in the in the middle, I feel like there's gonna be a, just so much noise for a long time. Yeah. So they reckon they're gonna have to be real harsh and just rip the band-aid off. See you later, bro. I think so, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it's oh, the storytelling, yeah. isn't it? It's the everything. That's what's needed in yeah. the world now. Because internet, like people pick up stories, they go viral so quickly, and like there's mm. so much noise. You have to be well, strong. Yeah. You have to make a strong stance now. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. And that wraps us up for the day. Oh, well, yeah. Hey, you've, you've you've left us with the final thought, and now we're done. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. It's not even. Well, it's not even nine o'clock. You've How been peppering me at like six thirty this morning. <laughs> oh, hey, welcome to our life, huh? <laughs> <laughs>
I'm just over my eyes. You keep peppering me. Hey, sorry, I'm up. You know, we were talking about the yesterday. We we're talking six pm. About... Forget about it. Hey, we were there pe- peppering back and forth. It's six o'clock. Sorry, I was locked out of my house. You know, <laughs> it's cold outside. You know, I have to annoy Lock and Tiles and oh, go and man. see them with the dog. It's just anyway. Shout out to Alice, my sister, who stayed one Alice. At the moment, who locked us out of the house last night. So that was fantastic. I love, I love spending two and a half hours outside in the cold. And my laptop sitting inside on the desk with more work to do. You're like a naughty dog, Rob, you know? Yeah, that's right. She's, she tried to get in through the doggy door. She couldn't get in. So I she's... know. You seen a photo of her trying to squeeze. I was like, oh, man. The doggy door's like smaller than Winston and Obi almost. Yeah. So she was sitting outside waiting to go through and so yeah. a kid was walking past with their parents. She's like, maybe we'll just ask that kid to go through the doggy door. I'm like, I'm not going to ask some random person in the, when it's dark as fuck. Hey, man, can I borrow your kid? <laughs> You know, hey, Bill Come Wood, on. Bill Wood. <laughs> oh, oh, hey, no. Let's leave it at that. Hey, see you tomorrow. Oh, man, Actually, no. okay, see you bye. have a fantastic weekend. <laughs>